0: Hello and welcome to a new episode of Other Record Labels. I'm your host, Scott Orr, where we tackle some big questions, some small questions, some common questions. We're really just hoping to demystify the entire process of running and starting a record label. And that's kind of where we're focusing today. In fact, as we wrap up this series of burning questions, and these are just questions that I see the most commonly in emails or on our clarity calls, one-on-one calls with people like you and 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 then just in our Facebook group as well. Some of these common questions that we've tackled. Well, this question today is literally the most common and it's funny because it's not like one specific question, but it is one question to rule them all. One question that encompasses all of the other questions and it's basically, "Where do I begin? How do I get started?" And I get that it's a it's a tough question. Often when people email me that, I can kind of sense their frustration or their overwhelm. They have this desire, they have this passion, but where do you actually begin to make this passion and this dream into a reality? And I I kind of when I, I I'm taken aback when I see that question because I feel offended. I'm like, well, go to otherrecordlabels.com. I have like millions of articles. I have hundreds of videos, like, you know, resources, the Academy, like there's everything there to get started, but I get it. It's like, that's too much, right? That's even overwhelming. Even helpful things can be overwhelming. And so what I want to do today is I want to answer that question of, of where do you begin? Well, here's the seven steps. And I don't know why I picked seven, but I picked seven. These are the things you do first. And I want you to do them in these order. And this is the most important thing. And I think I'm going to add this to our how to start a record label uh, course and and our entire Record Label Academy, because I really do think it's important. Um, Sometimes people don't know, should I start with music publishing and learn about that? Should I start um, about the marketing? Well, no. Today, I want to help you start to show you where to start. Now, if you are, of course, most of our, our listeners already have record labels or they're artists or they're music industry folk. I think you'll get some stuff out of this. Uh, even if you have a label that's been running for a long time, I think you'll, at the very least you could pat yourself on the back and say, I did a good job or, but you might find that there's some things that you missed or you forgot to do, or you might completely disagree with me. By the way, a huge shout out, not just in this episode, but for this entire series has been supported and presented by my dear friends at Infinite Catalog. And Infinite Catalog, this is not an ad. It is an ad, but I also just wanted a, a shout-out to them for making this series possible and really supporting other record labels, not just this show and this platform and me, which they have incredibly, but also the people and the labels in our community. And I'm very careful these days. We had a little bit of an issue um, a couple of, well, this past year, but I'm very careful with you know what companies... I can recommend to our community and I'm just trying to do my best at at recommending uh, platforms and services and businesses that will help us and that serve us and not hurt us and hurt our business. And the reason I'm confident to recommend Infinite Catalog as the solution for royalties and managing royalties is because so many people in our community just rave about them nonstop. And I think that's amazing. And I heard about them from our community and and the other labels who've appeared on our show. So just a huge shout out to them. They are still the best way for record labels to manage and make sense of their royalties. So go to infinitecatalog.com slash other record labels. That's infinitecatalog.com slash other record labels to make sure that you sign up check out the demo. You can get an exclusive discount if you go through us. And, and again, I just really want to um, please go and support them because they've supported all of these episodes and they've supported our podcast in the past and they're going to do it again. And I love it. So uh, big shout out to Infinite Catalog. Here's where um, I, I think the first steps you need to take when starting a record label. And like I mentioned, I got seven. Now, because I thought this was so helpful and, and, and I know so many people ask this question and have this dilemma of where do I begin? I decided to kind of make this into a little bit clear and concise checklist and a little bit of a, like a PDF download that you can get that kind of explains this. So if you want to grab that for free, go to other record slash get started. That's other record slash get started the notes. Um, the link is in the notes um, where you can grab my new, checklist. Uh, so everything you are hearing today is going to be on a checklist. Okay. Seven steps. Um, very, very simple. Let's dive in. Number one is research. And I'm going to give you this step off. There's really no work to be done here. Basically, Spend a weekend going to record stores or looking through your own CD collection or your own vinyl collection. I want you to listen to some of my episodes. I don't want you to make any plans. I just want you to absorb how other record labels are doing things. Maybe make an order or two from them to see how they ship records or how their checkout process goes. Spend some time on Instagram just learning about how people do social media, how they brand themselves what they talk about, what type of packages they promote. Read the comments of people on YouTube or on Instagram who are communicating with these record labels, just research and absorb. You don't have to take notes. You can, if you want, you don't have to steal anything, but you can just look at everything and just absorb, just let it, you know, what's the word just (laughs) enter into your, your system and into your brain. We'll sort out all this information later, but the first step is research. And I don't mean like, how do I set up an LLC or no, 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 just go and just like breathe in record labels and think about the record labels that you knew growing up the first time you discovered what a record label was. Go back to some of your reasons as to why you're doing this. Just research, research, gather all the data. We're not doing anything with this data. Just gather, gather all the data. Step two, identify. So step one was research. Step two is identify. I want you to identify three things. I want you to identify your unique selling point. Okay, so what is that? Well, I've talked about it a lot on this show. And this, by the way, is what I think is probably the most important. Out of all seven things I'm going to be talking about today, this concept of your unique selling point, I think is the most important. Why? Because some record labels I talk to, a lot of record labels get this. I don't have to explain it to them. But some record labels I talk to new record labels or people who want to start a record label, they start with this concept or this desire to be universal records, like to be universal music, like in that, by that, I mean like the major label, they desire to be this major conglomerate record label that represents all types of genres and all types of artists. And I just feel like that's the equivalent of like opening up a small mom and pop retail store and be like, I want to be the next Walmart. I mean, you can have those dreams secretly in the back of your mind uh, and work towards it, but I think you're going to have more success if you narrow down on your niche, if you find your tribe of people, your group of people who are passionate about the same things and the same music. Now, don't mishear me. I'm not talking about genres necessarily. Often cases, I am. I am talking about very specific sub-sub-genres. We've talked about this at length before, but other times I'm also just talking about uh, or maybe instead of genres, I'm talking about formats or I'm talking about some social justice issue. Something that your fans can sink their teeth into. More importantly, a way for you to identify your super fans. Now, some of you listening to this might go, well, aren't I alienating like 90% of the population? Yeah, yeah, you are. And and obviously Walmart does a good job at, at welcoming 100% of the population by selling a, a little bit of everything but we're not going to do that. And we can't really do that. We'll have more success if we try to tap into a hundred or a thousand superfans people who are diehard about the things that we're diehard about. So one of the ways you can do this is tackle your, why, why am I doing this? What drove you to do this? Well, maybe it's probably your obsession with the genre. It's probably your obsession with artists and, the fact that you think it's unfair that great artists who make great art aren't getting heard and they're not making a living. You need to incorporate that into your unique selling point. So step two is identifying what it is that's unique about your label. If you skip this step, if you don't spend enough time identifying it, if you can't write down your why and then your unique selling point, meaning the thing that people will know you for when people describe your record label to somebody else, what are they going to say about you? Are they going to say that you're the Walmart of music? No, they're not going to say that. They're going to say these guys do lo-fi beats just on YouTube and they make these six hour playlists and it's awesome. Or they're going to say these guys make the dirtiest punk music I've ever heard and they only do a seven inch every three months, and you can't get their music digitally. You see how specific that is? And and again, and not everything is about genres. It could be about formats or, or distribution channels. But it's really important that when somebody clings to your label, that they can kind of describe your label in, in a sentence like that that's super, super specific. Another thing to identify while you're at it is your unfair advantage. And we talked about this in a standalone episode you can check out. But basically... One of the things that can help identify your why and unique selling point is do I have an unfair advantage? I've told you before about my friend who owns a record store who wanted to start his own record label. Well, think of it this way. He's got 40 or 50 or 60 or 75 people coming into his store every single day. These are people who are in the buying mood to buy records. Well, wouldn't you love that if you're a record label? Wouldn't you love 50 people knocking on your door every day saying, I want new music. Well, he has that. So that's his unfair advantage. And I'm like, dude, you got to start a record label. Like it's a dream. What an incredible unfair advantage. So do you have an unfair advantage? We did a whole episode about that. Number three, step number three. So we've got research, um, just kind of absorbing things, identifying, identifying what is going to be unique and special identifier about your record label and your why behind that. And number three is plan. Okay, so now we're the rubber's hitting the road here. We're going to plan a a launch date. Now, ideally, we're going to plan a launch date really far in the future. And so if you're listening to this January 1st, which most of you aren't, it's the summertime, it's the end of August. But if you're listening to this January 1st, this is great. Happy New Year. Let's plan a launch date. Now, this might shock you, but let's say we launch the label in the fall. So we're starting our research and identifying and planning process early in the winter and we're going to launch with a new release and a big launch party in September. Back to school, great time gives us all summer to finalize the details, all winter to dream and build our brand and all this stuff engage with artists. So you might might be thinking, "Oh my gosh, Scott, that's a long time. Like I'm kind of like I like instant gratification. I really would like to have a record label to own right now and to tell people about it right now. I've already started the Instagram, Scott. Come on. I get that, but I really think it's important to create a workback schedule. We have another episode about this somewhere else. So a workback schedule is this. We pick a launch date. So we're going to launch on September 5th, the weekend after Labor Day or whatever. And on September 5th, we're going to launch. And so we need a workback schedule, meaning what are the things that need to be ready in place for September 5th? Well, on September 1st, we need to have CDs in hand because we're selling our New compilation, or we're selling our first release on September 1st. Okay, well, if those CDs need to be in hand, then when do they need to be sent to the manufacturer? Well, they need to be sent four weeks prior to that. So that's August 1st. Okay, now if we're doing a compilation and we're getting submissions from 30 bands, when do those 30 bands need to be in hand so we can get it mastered? Well, the mastering engineer needs two weeks. So that's middle of July. And we know that artists take forever and they're going to be late. So let's just tell the artist to have it by the 1st of July. And so if it's going to take me two months to find all these artists for our compilation and to kind of send them agreements and to meet for coffee with them and pitch them, that's going to take me two or three months. So that's taking me back now to early May, end of April. You see how like, you see how this like work back schedule works. It's like, if you wanted to have a launch party and launch a compilation in September, we're now talking about like, work that needs to be like in full swing by April if you want to be on schedule. And so I really think it's important to be on schedule. I think it's important to be organized. And so I think it's important to plan, plan a launch date, plan a day when this is going to happen, plan your first release and plan it far and ahead and then create that works back schedule. So, you know, do I have enough time to do everything I want to do? Step four is brand. We're going to pick a name. Okay. That's obvious. We're going to register that domain, that .com, if we can get it. We're going to register some social media accounts. And we're going to pick and have a designer create a logo for us. And then we're going to test that logo. But what's important to understand is that all three of these things under the brand step are related. And they all are kind of interdependent. And so let's say we pick a name. And then we go and we realize that the .com is not available for that name. And we go and we realize that um, all the social media accounts are taken for this name and we can't get it. Well, that really sucks. I mean, we're starting fresh. It'd be really nice to have the same username for all the social media platforms and the dot com, right? Wouldn't that be nice? And then we mock it up on a logo and when we print off that logo and put it on a t-shirt, iron it on, or we put it on the spine of a vinyl just to test it out. And it just doesn't really work. Like the name that we pick doesn't look good on a logo. And so now we realize maybe we go back to the beginning and we change the name. Maybe we actually let the domain names and the social media accounts dictate what this name is going to be. Maybe we pick a logo first and then find a name that fits into it. I want to emphasize that this really isn't very important. What's important is the music that you release. I don't care so much. I like a great brand. Don't get me wrong. But I never really question why a label is named a certain way. I just end up, I'm attracted to it because of the releases that they create. So I don't want you to waste too much time with this because it's not overly important, but I just want you to understand that there is this kind of interconnectedness between testing out a logo, seeing how it looks on a website, on social media. Can you read it from far away? Does it? Do you have an alternate logo that fits on a spine of a vinyl or a tape? And that might dictate the name that you pick. So understanding all of those applications of your name, the .com, and on a spine, on physical media, and on t-shirts while you're picking your name. Step five is engage. Meet with an artist or a band who shares your vision, someone who's empathetic to what you're trying to do and understanding that this is new for you. And I often think it's great to work with bands and artists who are maybe at the same stage of their career as you are with your record label career. Meaning, Don't go and try to like catch the biggest fish in town, like the band that everyone's after that everyone loves. If like you're brand new to starting a label, like they might have way higher expectations than you're able to meet. So go and sit down with some artists. Obviously they're going to be either close friends with you. Maybe it's your own band. Maybe it's a friend of a friend. Sit down, share your vision, share your schedule and your plan. We've already talked about that. We're meeting with somebody in January right now and we're saying, you know what? I'm planning on launching something in September. If you guys could have like an EP ready for September, October for when this label launches, they're going to be like, oh my goodness, this label is really organized. They're working nine months ahead. You know, this is going to work. So engage with artists is step five, sign the deal, get the commitment from them. Okay, so now you've done your research, you have absorbed information about record labels and you've immersed yourself in the world of record labels. You've identified what you're going to do different from everyone else. You're now planning the target date to launch everything. You're building your brand. You're met with artists. You've engaged with them. You've got an an artist or two on board. Step six, create. Get a hold of the masters from the artists, whether that's a single file Uh, single, or it's an EP, or it's a full-length record, or maybe it's a reissue. Start making things. Start the process of getting a record made. Maybe it's just uploading it to your digital distributor, finding a digital distributor, picking a release date, starting to put the wheels into motion of actually making your first record. And if we're doing this on our little nine-month lead time as this example, then we've got time to do this. We've got time to do a few singles leading up. We've got time to talk to the artists about what type of physical formats they might be interested in. And you know what? We talked about digital only labels. God bless them. We love them. But it's also cool if you can make something that fans can touch, especially if you're having a release show uh, or a launch show, I should say. So maybe tape, CDs, vinyl, um, or maybe just stickers and or T-shirts or something like that. And step seven, very important because we're not there yet. Launch have a launch party for your label or just an official launch day. Um, I had a launch party for my label. We kind of did like one unofficially where we realized, wow, this is a a community. This is a collective in like, we did it in like December. Um, It was snowing. We played a, 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 like a, at a cool club with a bunch of bands who weren't even officially on the roster, but it was like, we just all looked around and we were like, we should do this. This is happening. And, My car got broken into and they stole my GPS and smashed my window. And I mean, who has GPS? That's how long ago it was. And yeah, but it was a great time. And then in March, so maybe three months later, we did an official launch party where everybody on the label played one or two songs in this cool cafe. It was great. It was fun. It was, it was, it's one of my favorite memories of, of, you know, of running my label. So, you know, you can have an actual launch party, but what's most important is you just, you do this thing. And we go all the way back to, to step two, right? And we, oh, sorry, step three plan is picking a launch date, going all the way back. And if we did do this thing in January, we're like, we're going to launch September 5th. It's so important that you actually do that because that's where a lot of people get hung up and go, ah, oh, you know what? I, I, I've done all this planning and this researching and this engaging and creating, but I, it's just, I can't do it. I can't pull the trigger. And so You can connect this launch date with your first release or your first single or your first compilation, or you can just launch it as a record label, um, whatever. You can start your release schedule. This is a release schedule that's sustainable. We talked about this uh, last week, two weeks ago, where it's basically, you know, are you doing one release a month? Are you doing one release a quarter or two releases a year or one release a year or 500 releases a year? Whatever. Doesn't matter but you're going to create this schedule, kind of announce the schedule that this is what to expect from our record label and and you start this schedule. By the way, these seven steps are the equivalent of putting on your running shoes, having a drink of water, pinning the number to your jersey and stepping up to the starting line of a marathon. It's only after all this when the gun goes off that the true marathon begins. So what we've talked about today, all these seven steps; these are crucial. These are important, but they're they're not even like they're the tip of the iceberg. You know what I mean? That they're just they're just how you get how you get going. From there is when you start to implement your release schedule, which we talked about recently. So let's go back over these: number one, uh, research; number two, identify; number three, plan; number four, brand; number five, engage. Number six, create. And number seven, launch. Just make it happen and and stick with it. And and I'll tell you too, um, you might think, what comes after this, right? What about marketing that release? What about the next release? What about making money or registering your business? Uh, I didn't get into that because that's where the overwhelm happens. And so today's episode is really just about what are like the seven steps I need to get started, to get going. Where do I start? Like, what's the very first thing I should do? And then after that, what's the second thing I should do? And some of you might feel that you kind of fall off at step one and that's okay. It's not for you. Some of you might get all the way to, to step six, creating and 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 figure out that it's not for you and, and step away. Or, or you might pause and not launch for a couple of months or a couple of years as your life changes. So I get that. That's fine. I think what I like about these seven steps, especially if we spread them out over nine months, I just, I don't know, I just picked nine months, but that is how long it takes to make a human. So this, that, that might be a good amount of time, but you might be working on these steps. And if it takes this nine months, which I, I really think that's a healthy gestation period, if you will, I think what that does is it kind of tests our resolve and it tests whether or not this is something that we're committed to. Uh, I talked about the entrepreneurial seizure. That was a long time ago. We talked about that where you get this idea for a record label and you want to launch it right away. And, but then you miss a lot of these steps, right? And, And you just don't do things properly and you burn out. And so I think when you follow these steps and when you kind of take it slow is when you really test your resolve. And if you're still just as excited, in august september as you were as you were in january when you first had this idea um well then you know it's uh you know you're committed to it so that's really exciting i hope you found this helpful over you know over the past few weeks we've covered a lot of the ins and outs today i just really wanted to cover what it takes to get started because that's the biggest question i see people will message me all the time and i can just now point them to this episode Another huge shout out to our friends at Infinite Catalog who are always there to help you and your new record label take care of the most important part, which is making sure your artists get paid. So go to infinitecatalog.com slash other record labels for a free demo and a coupon from us. That's infinitecatalog.com slash other record labels. And like I mentioned, if you want to grab these um, seven steps as a checklist with some of the point form um, topics and content that I talked about today, you can download it for free at otherrecordlabels.com slash get started. Thanks for listening.